Hey everyone, this is Tiffany from TiffanyLamber.com. Welcome back again to our fifth free series. Today we're going to be talking about scaling up your freelance profits. Um, so this is when you have a business going and you're you're at entry level mode in income. Um, and then you want to start earning more because you're on a situation where you're exchanging your time for money. You're going to hit a ceiling no matter what. You'll always eventually hit a ceiling because the market can only bear a certain amount um, for you to be pulling in a certain profit for your hours. Okay. So the first thing you want to do, you want to start off at a decent rate to get your profits going. You don't want to be so cheap that people question your quality. Like if you charged a dollar per page for ghostwriting, people are going to wonder what's wrong with it. Um, but just under competitive pricing. So I believe, uh, you know, the top ghostwriters when I started on Elance were making like $20 a page, which is, it's now Upwork. Um, most did $10. That was what most of the people did. So I did a few projects starting at like 7 or $8 a page. And then I immediately went to 10 because I got some good feedback. Um, and then when your schedule's full, you start raising your rates and replacing the older clients who are unwilling to pay more with new higher paying clients. Unless you, you have these people that you really love working with and you know they won't or can't pay more, you might want to keep them around. But you have to keep in mind that this is a business. So if you need, if you need to money wise, then you need to keep gaining in your pay rate. You have to slowly go up with your existing clients. Um, keep on raising rates until you've raised them as much as, like I said, the market will bear, and your client roster is full with a wait list. Um, don't feel bad about not putting a rate on your website. You know you don't have to do that. You can charge people who approach you on a budget less and you can charge people that you know have a big budget more if you want um just you know judge each um project as it comes along um you want to another way to scale up is to have add-ons so just as if you were selling info products so if someone hires you for 10 articles you say yes and then you offer them an upgrade packet where, you know, hey, I have a special going on. If you buy 50 articles or whatever amount you want to say, like maybe 25 articles, you knock off a dollar or two per page. Or you can tell them, you know, hey, I can do these 10 articles, but I do have a package you might want, which includes 10 articles with a five-page lead magnet and a seven-day email series. And make it like $1 per page less than normal so that you add on another 12 pages to the gig. Okay, it just kind of gets you a little more work if you need it. Um, you can also consider pre-done service work. So if you know your client that's, you know, you have a loyal client and they're always coming to you for diet content, for instance, for a site, um, and they buy lots of content from you or graphics or whatever, you can create like a, a pack that you know they'll probably want. Something, it could be a 30 to 50 page ebook or whatever. And you can tell them you're giving them first dibs on the content before you auction it off to others. Um, so if they like it before you take it to auction, they can have it. And they don't even have to wait on the content. It's already done. Okay, so that's a perk for them. Um, I started doing that and I started actually doing auction uh, I had an auction plug-in on my blog, so I would just create content and auction it off to one owner. And I, I think I called it One Owner Content, um, is what the site was, I believe. Um, I let it go after a while. I made more on PLR. 
Um, you can also consider partnering with other freelancers for a full service experience. A lot of people call this an agency. So you might have like writing and graphics and SEO and admin work and all that. But it has to be a group of trustworthy people or else your reputation will tank and you don't want that to happen. I personally would not do this, but it is a way to scale up. So I want to make it available to you. Um, I just wouldn't do it because I'm very much a hermit and I very much am picky about who I like and who I want to work with. So I I probably wouldn't want to work with anyone. Um, You can also, another way is to outsource your work. So let's say your schedule is stuffed, but you have a client approach you for some work Some people outsource, and I find that this is kind of dangerous, but if you have someone you trust and you want to do it, fine. But always make sure you go over the work that you get back before you pass it along to the client. You want to make sure that it's created ethically. In other words, use Copyscape. Did they scrape it off the internet? Um, You want to make sure that it's good quality. You want to make sure that it matches your work. So if they were looking at your portfolio, would this fit in nicely? Is it the same voice? Is it the same style? You know, same quality of everything. Make sure it's on time or in in your case early because it can't just be on time. It needs to be way early because if you do that, then you'll have time to go over it. So you can profit from this. Like let's say the client's paying you 20 per page and you find a good ghostwriter who's new and needs to earn money and they're $8 a page. That gives you a $12 profit, but you also have work to do on this because you do have to go through it and edit it for your voice and make sure it's yours and stuff like that. Um, Now, I did have a question come in and probably not going to like the answer on this, but the question was about tax requirements uh, for freelancers. And they wanted to know, you know, is, is freelance writing a taxable service? If you write a blog for someone or you do copywriting on their website or create a page for them or whatever. Um, They want to know, are tax considerations different for those services compared to if you created a product, like an info product to sell? And also about navigating taxes in regards to other countries, um, you know, with the GDPR and all that. This person was frustrated because everyone keeps saying, ask your CPA. And the CPA said, I'll have to research it, which sounds very expensive. A lot of people get very nervous about hiring a CPA, and I'm here to tell you that CPAs are not that expensive. They will actually work within your budget. You have to find a a good CPA. I wouldn't go to a huge agency or anything like that. I would just find an individual CPA and call them ahead of time and find out if they are um, familiar with internet um, businesses. And I leave all that to her. My personal view about the whole EU type of stuff is really... (laughs) crude. I don't like another country trying to tell me how I need to do my business. So I'm not going to be abiding by their laws. That's just me. I'm very belligerent about that. Um, But you may be different. So you may want to undertake that whole nightmare of trying to fit into their rules and regulations. As far as what's taxable, you know, I don't even remember exactly what was I wouldn't give legal information anyway to be honest but I don't even remember how that worked I think I was I don't remember what year I incorporated exactly but I incorporated early on because I didn't want to pay the self-employment tax that was the nightmare Um, you're paying a lot more it seems like 
Um, so I incorporated early. I was like, Texas is one of the most expensive ones to do it in, and it was 300 bucks. Most states are way less expensive and way better for you to become an S corporation. Um, so I would first become an S corp. Then I would hire a CPA. My, you know, they, they go based off of your earnings and the work they have to do. If you don't have a lot of stuff for them to do, it's not going to cost you that much. My CPA never, ever charges me if she has to go look something up or research it. That's that's on her. She needs to know the laws and rules and regulations. So if anyone's trying to charge you for, you know, information as, oh, well, I mean, let me see. If, let's say you hire them to do a certain thing, um, you know, then they shouldn't be charging. Like if I'm hiring that person to do my taxes, they need to know how all this works. As far as you just calling them and saying, hey, can you give me all this information? You need to go research it. Yeah, you might have to pay for that. I don't know. Um, but I always would have a CPA. I've had, um, you know, a nightmare in my family in the past. My dad in the, in the 80s had some um, family friends staying here. And while he was traveling, he let them stay here because they lost their home. And they threw away all of his tax stuff for like two years worth of tax stuff. And it, it ruined his life. It ended up ruining his life. So I don't mess with the IRS. I don't want anything to do with them. I want a CPA to properly handle everything. I don't ever do my own uh, tax stuff. I just give her the information. Um, and I think that's what's uh, best for that. But that's why people are telling you, go ask your CPA. Every state's going to have different um, information. Your federal, depending on where you are, your federal guidelines are going to be different. Um, every year it changes. So you have to have a CPA that's up to date. My CPA every year at the beginning of the year sends out a newsletter to her customers and say, Hey, this has changed. So she'll send a newsletter that tells you everything that has changed and you go by that. Um, you may even be able to find a CPA in a different area that you can work with just online. Um, but that's in your state. So I'm sorry that's not the answer that you want. I'm not exactly sure. I'm not the person to ask about all the legalities and all that. So I just, like I said, I incorporated early on and started, you know, handing everything off to her. So be sure and do it properly, though, because you sure don't want them to come back and bite you in the butt with it. That's scary. All right. So let's see. We have, I think we have one more yeah, we have one more lesson in this series, and that's going to be to make a plan to branch out from freelancing. So it's going to be it's going to be another way to scale up your profits, but not in freelancing. Um, but it's stuff that you can do with your freelancing past. Okay, that's it for today. Thanks.